0: Hi everyone and welcome to Trading for Life Redeemed. We are up to episode 23. I'm your host Dan. I'm here with my dad as always, David Jackson. And today we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 5 verse 12 through to chapter 8 verse 3. This is covering three sets of study notes that you can get from us, which are studies 6 to 8. And it's going to bring us to the end of part 1 of our study series on Acts. So, Dad, we have this process. We've just ended up at the end of the last one with Ananias and Sapphira. They've been killed because they were lying to the Holy Spirit. We then have the church begins to grow again. They're fearful and standing off of who the apostles are and what's happening with them. And then we have the apostles as a group get arrested. What's happening here now?
1: The Sanhedrin originally pulled in Peter and John and told them, put a sock on it. We don't want to hear any more about Jesus. You're causing trouble. Go away. Peter and John replied, You're the ones who are on trial. You killed the Messiah. We're going to go out there and tell everybody about Jesus, and you do what you like. We're going to obey God, not you. You're the criminals. They then went out and did exactly that. So we're back to this scene where, in Solomon's portico, which seems to be where Jesus used to run Bible classes when he was in town, the apostles are out there and... More people are coming. I think, if I'm reading this right, that the people who are already being converted, are having their Bible studies at home where the Sanhedrin won't see them. Whereas the apostles are going into the temple, and new people are coming, and they're continuing their Bible classes, and the word is spreading, and the Sanhedrin's up there in their office looking down, going, "These guys aren't doing what they're told. This is getting out of hand." So they send the police down and this time they publicly arrest them all yeah. of them
0: before we go on to that public arresting I've noticed here in this passage from you know verse 11 ish down to the 16 there's a lot of language that actually reflects what happens with Jesus like they're bringing lots of people from all over the place for them to be healed they're you know, they're teaching and stuff we have the opposition that comes up they're jealous there's it's very much like they're just continuing the ministry of Jesus here so yeah that's, that's my contribution right now. That's, yeah, no, that's, no, that,
1: that's quite right. You, we had one miracle and we had an arrest. Now we've got people bringing their sick and everybody from everywhere and we've got lots of miracles happening and more people are coming and the original converts look like they're staying home.
0: Yeah, and they're coming from all over the vicinity. Like it's not just Jerusalem now. The people are actually coming in from the cities around Jerusalem. They're
1: coming in from Judea. They've heard, hey, you can bring Auntie Flo, if she can get healed, you know. <laughs> And it's happening, and the Sanhedrin has just totally gone out of control. So this time, they publicly want to stamp their authority on the place, and so they go down, they send the temple police down, these are not Roman soldiers, and they arrest all of the apostles that are teaching. And they're now going to stand before the Sanhedrin and have their say. But the problem is, it's heading towards sunset, They've thrown them in prison this time, not just dragged them up. So they're downstairs in jail. Upstairs, the Sanhedrin have gone home to bed. And in the middle of the night, God does his thing and they're all out of jail. And what I think is really funny in this passage, is a bit of a challenge to me because I like to sleep in, when they're released from prison, they're told, go down into the temple grounds and start teaching again. So early in the morning, which is first light,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're all out there and the crowds are coming and the whole thing's happening again. And by the time the Sanhedrin gets out of bed and finds their officers and they're sort of in this, this sleepy-looking cartoon picture of the Sanhedrin meeting as a court, uh, you better go down and get the prisoners. You know, It's nine o'clock in the morning. They've been teaching for three hours. And the guard comes back and says, well, I'm sorry, they're gone. Where are they? We'll look out your window. They're back. at <laughs> work. God is mocking this mob, uh, and, and they thoroughly deserve it. Uh, so the apostles come back and tell them, in shorter words this time, we'll obey God rather than you. They get threatened, and then it's
0: back to work. Meanwhile, up pops our little mate Gamaliel. Yeah, who's quite significant later on, because Paul is studying underneath Gamaliel throughout Paul's life, which I presume means Paul... It's somewhere around here at the moment, as this is going on. So Gamaliel essentially just kind of says to leave them alone. If it's not from God, it'll fall apart on its own. But if it is from God, we'll end up fighting against God, which is not what we want.
1: Yeah. For the Sanhedrin, it's all about not causing problems with the Romans, because they're on a good deal. They're all involved in bribery and corruption with the Romans. They They want to keep business happening. They remember all these false Christs and false messiahs that were bouncing around, uh, who got people dead. The Pharisees are a completely different lot. The Sadducees are corrupt. The Pharisees are the Bible teachers. And they're very aware that the Messiah is promised in the Old Testament and the precise Messiah is coming. And they trust that God will fulfill that promise. And there's a bit of a worry. What if these guys are telling the truth? You've just seen people healed in massive scale for a Pharisee reading his Bible. That's fairly persuasive, but obviously Gamaliel isn't quite persuaded yet. The result is you guys might want to think about whether you want to give these guys a hard time.
0: From there, we move on into this you know, choosing of seven deacons. And you know, what, why is it significant that they organize these things called deacons? And what the word means service or servant almost. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's a,
1: your next problem is while the apostles are up there busily trying to handle all this teaching and getting arrested and crowds and everything else, the people back in their homes are trying to feed people and look after them and run these home Bible study groups and whatever they're doing. And the next thing, it, we've obviously moved on in time. Some ex- significant time has passed since Pentecost. And we're now at a point where you're having to set up ministries to the poor and the widows. The the gospel's working its way out in practical ways, and now some of the jealousies are surfacing. We've sort of got to what we call hump day, haven't we? Um, You know, it's day three camping. We've had a lovely time getting all set up, but now we're going to start whinging, and the whinges and the practical difficulties hit. So you've got people who've come from Greek culture gathering in synagogues where greek is spoken you've got another bunch of people who grew up in judea and they're going to hebrew speaking synagogues and now that they've become christians our widows are missing out you're not doing the right thing we're not getting a fair share grumble grumble everything's been the apostles responsibility up to this point so they're doing the teaching and they're managing the finances and it's time to now divide up the jobs. And so deaconing is ministry service, and the the apostles are saying, look, guys, we can't do everything. We'll focus on the teaching and prayer. You need to give some other people the job of looking after widows and finances and
0: stuff. Yeah, so they're essentially kind of setting up the processes of how, even now churches still function much on this same model where you have people who are in charge of the teaching and, and prayer type aspects of things. And then you also have other people who get elected or ordained or voted in or any yeah. system for people who are going to then do the more service-based ministries. And it's not that one's more important than the other. It's just that you need both and you can't do all of them as one person.
1: <laughs> and I think we've missed the – we were thinking about when you get into the written studies, we've missed the importance of diaconal ministry because these are the guys that get into the homes – and the next thing you know, the guy who's doing Meals on Wheels to widows is the guy that is suddenly the focus of all the Sanhedrin's attention because of the power and the effectiveness of his ministry. He's vis- he's going into the homes of wi- widows and vulnerable people, and signs and wonders are happening, and he's telling people about Jesus, and that's really threatening the establishment. So next arrest is a
0: deacon. Yeah, and Stephen ends up getting hauled before the Sanhedrin and having to defend himself. He's going to become the first martyr, I guess, uh, of the church. But let's talk about his defence. He kind of provides a big, (laughs) long-winded summary of some of the Old Testament. (laughs) I love
1: Stephen. You're standing behind, in front of these guys and you know they're going to kill you. You just know they're going to kill you. Uh, And they're going to kill you as soon as you stop talking. That's why this is the longest chapter in Acts. <laughs> he keeps talking because he's going to get dead as soon as he stops. And when the the crowd get restless at the end, then he's going to stick it to them. So the talk is really, let me explain to you the whole Bible. <laughs> I'll start at Genesis and we'll work our way all through everybody else. And I'll show you why you guys are the enemies of God's people. You are just part of that whole big story of all the people who opposed God's plan of salvation. You're just the last little appendix at the end here. And they're getting restless and they're getting offended. So he, in language that Christians don't use, he tells these fellas that you're so proud of being the circumcised Jews, but you know what? You've got a foreskin over your heart and over your ears. And at that point, they lose it, totally lose it. You hard heart of hearts, you have uncircumcised heart and ears, and in this ridiculous irony, their response is to cover their ears <laughs> <laughs> and go raging at Stephen, drag him out and kill him, because he dared to accuse them of being
0: murderers. And then they don't stop there either. Like, this is the beginning of the persecution that's of this kind of scale where we have soon Paul's going to be referred to as this man who's chasing after Christians and trying to hunt them down and put them in jail and arrest them and try them and and uh, kill them kill them yeah so this is then going to lead to Christians spreading and and leaving Jerusalem because they've all been attracted to Jerusalem because of the miracles that are happening the teaching of the apostles and now suddenly with the persecution they're going to spread and kind of go back home. They're and, going home. In essence, unless they have to have to be there, they're heading out. Um, yeah. It's an
1: interesting way to graduate from Bible college, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, grab your books and run <laughs> and take your learning with you.
0: And so we're actually going to end you know, part one here and... We're going to start part two in our next episode. It's not like we're waiting ages for it, but uh, in the next part, we're going to start to see what happens when these people go home and how the gospel is going to continue to spread and how the Holy Spirit is going to be using these people. So make sure that you come back and listen to that. Uh, This episode is coming to an end, so thank you so much for joining us, for listening to this, and for... going deeper with us into Acts chapter 5 verses 12 until chapter 8 verse 3. Uh, Make sure you come over to trainingforliferedeemed.com to grab the study notes there for the next three studies. That's studies 6, 7 and 8. You can sign up there and get those studies and really go deeper. We look forward to you coming back. Make sure that you Subscribe so you don't miss out on the episodes and if you really are enjoying these, please leave us a review or come over to the show notes at trainingforliferedeemcom slash 23 and leave us a comment there as well. We'd love to hear from you.